Welcome, Whorehounds, to a review of old M. Night Shyamalan's newest feature, which just hit theaters last week. So today we're going to give a spoiler-free review, and hopefully all of you can listen to this and decide whether or not you want to see the movie, or maybe listen to it after the fact and see if you agree with us. And please hit us on on all our social medias, Cadaver Dogs Pod, and let us know what you think of the film after you've gone to see it. We haven't talked to each other about this movie together at all, so I have no idea what you guys think of this movie. What do you think? I know, I was dying to talk to you guys. It was so hard. (laughs) I guess my question is, what was the feeling that you had coming out of the theater? Oh. Like, the one word feeling that it left you with. Um, Well, I turned 30 in, like, two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, old man. Yeah, so basically anytime I sit in any chair for a long period of time, I get up and I am like, ah, my back hurts, I want to die. (laughs) um so yeah like this movie like really like um went off that type of fear so you actually felt a little scared like i did too there were some moments in there that i was like oh yeah now i'm actually a little more scared of growing old i mean it's always there obviously and so overall i guess it was effective in that way Yeah. yeah i i heard it described as not a thriller but a chiller and I think that's mm. a correct description. It's going to be one that haunts you five days from now. Yeah. It's very haunting. And the imagery itself can also be really disturbing when it wants to be. It does. There's some actually graphic images in this movie that I really enjoyed that really made me cringe. Yeah. Because I just like any kind of body horror I find really scary. You definitely call it a body horror movie. I think we're talking about the same scene. <laughs> I'm actually talking about a few different scenes, but I think we're talking about the same scene in particular. Yeah, there were a few different scenes. I think if I want to sum up my review of this movie or my feelings about this movie in a single sentence, it is a good B-horror plot in a bad studio setting. Really? Interesting. There were so many moments that I'm like, oh, that would be really awesome if they didn't do it in CGI. Or that would be so cool if it wasn't done with like this big of a budget. Hmm. There was schlocking acting. There were some really great horror moments. Um, there were some really great suspense moments. But, like, overall, just, it was bad. Really? I didn't like it. You guys liked it? I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, my God. See, this is why it was, I'm so shocked to hear that. I love that we haven't talked about this with each other yet. It's, it's kind of interesting because I, I think I'm taking the middle ground, but I'm definitely closer to David. I did really like the movie, but... There was definitely uh, maybe like a middle portion or something where it felt like just slow. Like there was some sort of momentum mm-hmm. problem where I got a little bored at one point. I have my problems. That's not one of my problems. I, I think the middle of the movie is the most interesting part. I think there are some, some minor logical errors that I wasn't really thinking about while I was watching a movie. But after walking away, I'm like, hey, what about that thing? That that doesn't... Hey, let, let me do some math right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, given it's it's a crazy concept. And yes. um, I, I really like any movie that has a crazy concept and just goes with it. And I think this movie goes with it like the whole time. It really doesn't mm-hmm. deter from its main idea. Like you get old on this beach. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, that's what happens in the movie. You know, now here are all the crazy things that happen after that. Which I think is less spoiler-filled than the preview, which I saw like 20 minutes before the movie, which ruins some major plot points. Please don't watch any previews of this movie. 
Well, and I think that's why I felt like it was a little B-horror, like a great B-horror plot, because it is so traditional horror. It's just one concept, and let's see how far we can take it. And in that sense, I respected it for sure. So you guys consider this a horror movie, right? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, me too. Because I think there's a point of like contention over like if it's a thriller or a horror movie. And that's silly. That's why I think I think like a thriller is is a good way to put it. Uh, who are these people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Online? I mean, maybe maybe all thrillers are horror movies. I don't know. I, I think most arguing over genre is silly and pointless. Yeah, yeah. See, I disagree. I like genres. I like categories. We in the horror community don't discriminate. We are welcoming to all lovers and all movies, but don't give us... What's one thing that is definitely not a horror movie? <laughs> Luca. Luca. Don't give us Luca as a horror movie. <laughs> but don't give us Luca. By the way, Luca's beautiful. <laughs> David, aside from Luca being beautiful, uh, you loved the movie. What? What? Why did you love it so much? I find the concept really interesting, and I like how they play with it. I think that they take it in all the things that I want out of this concept. I feel like they do. They have a wide enough cast. They're able to say, we're going to go this route with this person, this route with this person. And you see all the different ways that this could feather out. I really like the tone of the movie a lot. Like, one minor gripe would be, like, that some of the aging makeup looks better than the others. And that's really just a fallback of the medium itself, that doing slow aging makeup is very difficult. Yeah. It's never going to look good. So they kind of just don't do it sometimes. And they make it look like they're just normal people instead. And I'm okay with that. Because it's well acted. I don't think anyone gives a bad performance in the movie. I think they're all really good. Really? You know, you know, it's interesting you said that. Because well, I was going to say, some people think the acting wasn't good. Oh, really? And I think you're one of those people, Devin. Yeah, I didn't think the acting was great. And I mean, like... You could always chop it up to, hey, you have a bunch of international actors and maybe there's a language barrier. But like, really, no. Like, really, no. I just think even Alex Wolf, who I love and is such a talented actor, like, didn't give the greatest performance of his career. When you're up against his performance in Hereditary, that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, I also just watched Pig, too, and he was pretty good in that. But, um... Honestly, I just, I maybe the acting less so, but it was more so the script for me. I, I think they just didn't perform well off the script. The dialogue was really, really hard to perform because it was so logical and expository. And I was thinking throughout the entire movie, I was like, man, what did I love so much about Shyamalan growing up? And I was like, oh, these characters really did resonate with me. Like the science characters were so cool and so good and so well-rounded. And I think I'm missing that in this movie. I do hear you, and I think there is some merit to you, but it didn't take me out of the story at all, any of these uh, kind of like overly logical characters, because there's a six-year-old character in it who's extremely logical. He made sense. He's almost too smart, but I really like the character, right? Uh, The only character I think is written badly is Mid-Sized Sedan. There is a character (laughs) named Mid-Sized Sedan, which is hilarious. He's a rapper. He's written pretty awful. He basically just walks around and says, damn, the whole time. That's yes. bad writing. Other other than that, I like everyone else. Yeah, I like all the characters. I think they're passable. I actually connected with them, and I'm not going to lie. I, I, I very nearly teared up a bit at parts. It, I, I really Ooh. connected with it. If it's the, there's one moment that I was like, oh, this is really heartbreaking and really great. And I, if this is the same moment. Most likely. Then I think that that was done well. 
people said there's like a conflict of like kind of two movies in one. I didn't feel that way. I felt like the entirety was pretty cohesive for me. I do feel that way, but I I think one of those movies is very clearly the point, and the other one is just kind of there on the side, and it it doesn't distract me. What what are these two movies that? you guys are talking about spoilers well there's a more sentimental movie and there's a more b-horror movie got it oh that's not what i was getting at at all oh that's what i was getting at and i don't consider it a b-horror movie plot it's a horror plot but it is a studio film so it isn't as graphic as maybe a traditional horror film would be i think that the sentimental parts of the movie uh really click with the existential horror i think that existential horror and sentimentalism Mm -hmm are opposites to an extent where they play off of each other. And you almost can't have existential horror without sentimentalism because that's what grounds it in humanity and perspective. I agree completely because it, it like if you want to break it down, it's like an existential horror movie and a body horror movie together. And I think some people think that those two should be separated and I don't. Why would they be separated? That makes no sense. <laughs> But then we wouldn't have uh, movies about aging, um, which I know is something that we want to cover in future episodes. We should. We should. We should cover them. Um, there's so many movies about the fear of aging. And how do you have the fear of aging without body and existentialism? That's like, it's literally the fear of death it extends from the fear of aging, right? You can't, you can't have one without the other. I like it because it's kind of like the idea of like Cartesian dualism, which is mind and body separation, mm-hmm. but in how they're like invariably linked. If one fails, the other will fail also. And I think like existential horror needs to draw on both of those. If your body ages, then your mind ages as well. And what does that mean to your life? What, is that, what happens through that? And I think that's scary. There were a bunch of scenes in this movie that made me cringe, that made me like scared. And I, it's one of the movies where when I saw it, I liked it. I felt like there might have been some problems with it. But then after the fact, I think I liked it even more. And I'm going to say I even really like the ending. And I think some people don't. I do like the ending, but I do. I think that they it, it has the return of the king problem where it keeps going and going and going. There was literally a moment in my theater where it cuts to black and a woman three rows in front of me stands up and gets ready to leave. <laughs> and then she realizes the movie isn't over yet. And she sits back <laughs> down. <laughs> bad sign, bad sign. You know, I, I didn't feel like it had that problem, but I, I see where you're coming from. There is... The movie could have ended, but I'm glad it didn't end before it ended, actually. I think you get more closure. Yeah, the, the ending was really fantastic, and um, it, it was where it needed to go. I'm glad they didn't, you know, cop out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the resolutions given. Me too. Me yes. too. And you, like you were saying, there are probably some logical problems, but I think yeah. given this fantastical concept, there just are always going to be. I can't think of a more logical resolution. The whole movie was very logical. I mean, just just in the things that happened before then, I I think it's pretty good. And I think it's creative. I I find it's a highly creative movie. So going in, I think people should know this probably isn't the Shyamalan movie that you're expecting. No, but at the same time, it is the Shyamalan movie that I want. It is everything that I've hoped his past several movies would be, and they weren't. It's actually the first Shyamalan movie I've seen in a long time. I don't think I've seen any of his movies. I've seen almost all of his movies. I haven't seen the Will Smith one, and I think I've seen every single one of his other movies. 
little confession. Uh, when I was first getting into movies back in like middle school, high school, Shyamalan was one of the first directors that I like really got into. Well, that's that's when he was great. Oh yeah, I mean, cause you have to, right? He's he was like showing his home movies of him in the backyard recreating Indiana Jones, and you're like, that's me. I'm doing that. Absolutely. But I didn't watch The Sixth Sense until like college. Same. What? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was like obsessed with Shyamalan and I hadn't seen The Sixth Sense. Wow. wow. Well, so my question is, where does this rank on your Shyamalan movies? I'm so curious, your guys' top Shyamalans. Well, it's hard to say because I refuse to rewatch Unbreakable because I'm worried it won't hold up. So I'm not sure how I would... I, I, I love Unbreakable. I, I'm so worried that if I watch it again, I'll hate it. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay so so unbreakable is number one <laughs> i think for me unbreakable number one then probably the sixth sense I'm, i might put this number three I, oh, I, wow. i'm not good at ranking no my ranking's the same actually except i would switch six senses first then unbreakable then this actually i might like this wow. more than unbreakable i'm not sure i haven't seen it in a long time wow Wow, I feel totally uh, totally out of the loop here. Why? Where's the rank for you? This is under The Happening for you? Yeah, it is. Dude, really? I rewatched <laughs> The Happening recently. I rewatched it and it like, it kind of becomes this whole new movie that I respect and like, it's actually like kind of good. I feel like it, it was addressing something that we just weren't talking about or I was too young to like, like it at the time. I don't know. Wasn't it just about global warming? Yeah, but like, I think we talk about global warming in such a different way now, though, which is weird, but I don't know. I thought it was cool. Like, not in an ironic way, just you liked the movie. Yeah, I liked the movie the last time I watched it. But you didn't like old. But I did not like old at all. <laughs> at all. Okay. Yeah, no, old is, old is, is far down there. And, and other Shyamalan movies, I mean, I have such a such fond memories of Signs. My family was, like, super into Signs, so I have to put Signs number one. I've never seen Unbreakable, so I can't rank it. And then The Village was also one that I, like, yeah. I think was the movie that I was like, dude, Shyamalan, I want to be like him when I grow up. Like, yeah, so The Village is definitely up there. <laughs> you know, I've never seen The Village. It's the one so many people skip. Oh, my God. Oh, The Village. Do you know the twist? Yes, that's the problem. It's like people tell you the twist, then you're like, I don't want to see the movie. It, no, it's worth it knowing the twist. Totally. So I'm interested in how you guys rate this movie on a bone scale from one to four bones. What do you guys think? Three bones. Sick. I have my problems with it, but they're really minor nitpicks. And I'm really into the movie. I think it's really interesting. And I kept thinking about it. Wow. It's the Shyamalan movie I've been wanting for a while. I feel like Shyamalan finally like made the movie that he wants to make. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm giving this one bone. I really thought it was awful. I, like, didn't like, I didn't like the direction. I didn't like the script. I didn't like the acting. I didn't like the camera work. I didn't, I, like, I, I hated every single aspect of this movie, but there were some moments that made me cringe in one scene that I really loved and is a great body horror moment. So for that reason, I'm giving it a bone, but, like, an Alex Wolf and Gail and whatever. The cast they chose was great, but they just, like, didn't bring it on the screen. I, what, did we watch the same movie? I thought it was so bad. You know what? I agree with David. It gets three bones. I really what? liked it. I, I liked it a I lot. Did I walk into the wrong theater? What happened? Maybe. Maybe you were just in the wrong mood. I don't know. I think there's something off about something in this movie, and I can't quite pin it down. But I like it. I like the way it looks. I think there's too many establishing shots. 
And I think that's bad. <laughs> I know. I think that actually is really a bad thing to do. Because to me, establishing shots take you out of a situation. And I think the movie should have just kept the situation going. But otherwise, I, I really liked the movie a lot. It scared me. I thought it was scary. I didn't think it was slow at all. I mean, I needed to go to the bathroom for a while, but I, I didn't want to go to the bathroom because I was scared of what I would miss. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Horror Hounds. Uh, please go watch M. Night Shyamalan's Old and let us know if you agree or disagree with uh, David or Devin on the, the review of this movie. And uh, hit us on our social media accounts, Cadaver Dogs Pod, to let us know if you have any future movies you'd like us to review or analyze. Or email us for any suggestions at cadaverdogspodcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, today we're trying to keep our episode a bit shorter, so we did all non-spoilers. Do you guys prefer that in these reviews, or would you prefer something more spoilery where we can get more in-depth? Do you want some mix in between? Let us know. And check back in on Thursday for our episode on Ring and Sinister. Till then. See ya, pups. <laughs>